Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Today, we have a big day. We have one of my favorite communicators at Radiant Church. It is Pastor Jacob Peterson. He has launched our Radiant College and now is stepping in to our interim um, South Tampa location pastor role and really helping me do a great job see, seeing people reached in South Tampa. Pastor Jacob is a dynamic communicator. He loves Jesus. He's gonna make you laugh and he, we're gonna have a great time together. So follow along on those sermon notes. Why don't at every location you stand to your feet? Why don't we go wild and crazy for Pastor Jacob Peterson? Good morning, Radiant Church. Come on, are you excited to be in church today? Come on, you can be seated all over the room. I am so glad that you are here. So honored that you would come join us again. I want to welcome our first-time guests. It's a big deal that you're here. It's a big deal to us. And I want to welcome all of our locations all across in, in the Heights, in Brandon, and St. Pete. We love you guys. Your campus pastors are another level. Come on, all over each location. Can we welcome everyone that's in the room? Come on, we're glad you guys are here. And listen, I'm stirred about this word. I'm so excited. Uh, I know last week was fire, and uh, when I talked to Pastor Aaron about sharing, and we started talking about uh, the topic we're going to share on the Holy Spirit, I got so pumped because this is one of my favorite topics to speak about. And honestly, there are a lot of different things I could talk about concerning Holy Spirit and a lot of different ways I could go, but I felt something very specific God impressed upon my heart, and you can write it down in your notes. Today's title is this, Holy Spirit, helping us to holiness. Helping us to holiness. Some of you are like, oh, it's about to get real up in here. We about to talk about it. Uh, you know, I, even talking about this stirs my heart, and I'm going to go deep into today. We're going to get real. We're going to have some real talk. But I believe God brought you here for a reason. God brought you here for a purpose. And in this moment, God is going to speak to you. So if you have everybody turn with me to John chapter 16, verse 7. John 16, verse 7. You can open up your Bible app. Or if you don't have your Bible or the app on your phone, we're going to throw it up on the screens for you. So John 16, verses 7 through 11. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking. He says this. Nevertheless, I tell you. The truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The helper being the Holy Spirit. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world. Everybody say convict. Of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, before I go deep into this, I want to point out something super interesting. Jesus is talking and Jesus says this. It's better for you that I leave. Now, if you're like me, I always thought it would be so amazing to live on the earth while Jesus was here in the flesh. Don't you agree that would be awesome? You know, I would love to see the signs, the wonders, the miracles. That one time where he made fish sandwiches for everyone. Amen. Come on, we're from Tampa. We love a good blackened grouper sandwich. 
I was just in my mind what I believe it was. It was just blackened grouper sandwich with a side of fries. When he did that, that was so cool. You can read about that in your Bible. And it just was amazing. And I would have loved to see what he looked like. So many amazing things would have taken place while walking with Jesus on the earth. But he tells us right here, no, it's better for you that I leave because when I leave, I'm going to send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. So it's showing me this. Though those days would have been amazing, the days that we live in right now with the Holy Spirit are far greater greater. They're far better because Christ lives in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. His power lives in us. Come on, give God some praise right there. That's a big deal. He's with all of us right now. He's in this room. So he's telling us, it's better for you that I leave because when I leave, I'm going to send you the helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Well, how is he going to help me? Like, you know, I know some, we got some parents in the room. It's like, no, I need some help. (laughs) Praise God. Like, I need some help. Well, how does the Holy Spirit help us? He helps us in a lot of ways. But one way I want to talk to you about today is this. He helps us to holiness. And he helps us to holiness by convicting us. He helps us by convicting us. Now, let me point this out. Holy Spirit, there's a reason why he's called the Holy Spirit. And not just like, the good spirit or the cool spirit. No, no, no. He is the what? Holy Spirit. So that shows me this, that he helps us to be holy. Now, church, let me explain this. We are called to be holy. We are called to live lifestyles of holiness. Like, And even when I say that word sometimes, it can have this like negative connotation with it of like holiness. Like, you know, it just kind of makes you feel like, Ah, like God's the fun police or, you know, God's like, come on, you can't do anything fun. You got to go out and buy a denim skirt with a radiant logo on it. Like, hey, listen, if you denim skirts, you do you, honey, for real, go for it. I like them. You know, like, yeah, but listen, it's, we're, holiness is not this like heavy, like, oh, I guess I just got to eat granola from now on, whatever, you know, like holiness is not. That holiness is so much better because when we got saved, when we got redeemed, when we got sanctified, God set us apart. Now we no longer have to live according to this world. We're not of this world any longer. We're separate. We're different. We've been set apart by God. The sins I used to live in, I don't have to live anymore. That's some good, that's some good uh, truth right there. Amen. I don't have to be who I used to be. When I got delivered and I got saved, I became a new creation. And when we walk as a new creation, that is holiness. When we're set apart to follow Jesus. First John even says this, those that claim that they're Christians must walk as he walked. So as we walk and live as he walked, we are living in holiness. Now look at this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says this, Now gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourself to your former lust, so not not conforming to who you used to be, but listen to this, as he who called you is holy, you also shall be holy in all of your conduct. For it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Holy. Listen to how powerful that scripture is. He's telling us this. You are called to be holy even as God himself is holy. 
Just as God is holy, he's saying, be holy, for I am holy. I want to encourage you today. I know that's a really intimidating thing. Think about that. God sits above the circle of the earth. The Bible talks about that angels circle his throne, and they don't sing a worship song. They sing a worship word, and that worship word is holy, 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 holy. God, that literally, angels sing that for all of eternity, and we're called to be holy like that? I don't know about you, but come on. There, I got some issues. I'm like, ugh. You know, like, like we're called to be holy even as God is holy but I want to encourage you God would not ask us to do something if he was not willing to help us do that God wouldn't call us to do something if he was not willing and able to give us the power to do that very thing so when he calls us to be holy I can have faith knowing he will help me be holy and that help comes through the Holy Spirit and he helps us by convicting us can I tell you conviction's not fun at all? If you're getting some good conviction, like some conviction that feels good, you might not be getting convicted. <laughs> you know? Because so, God loves us enough not to leave us where we're at. Listen to what Hebrews 12 says, how this is described here in this moment. Hebrews 12, 4 through 11. It says this, You have not yet resisted the bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to, to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. And that word chastening could, could be translated the discipline, the correction of the Lord. Nor be discouraged when you're rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Verse 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? This is the verse 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us, as seemed best to them. But he to our prophet, listen, that we might become partakers of his holiness. That... Listen, the reason why he's correcting me, the reason why he's calling out my issues is that I can become a partaker of his holiness. He's doing it for a reason. He's doing it for a purpose, okay? Verse 11, now no chastening seems to be joyful in the present. You can say that again, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You can write it in your notes like this. God convicts us not because he's mad at us, but because he loves us. He's not some angry heavenly father that's like, come here, you little jerk. Let me tell you how bad you are at everything. No, not at all. When, when he highlights these areas in my life, and I get convicted in these areas, and I do feel that grief over my sin, I do feel that like, oh, man, I shouldn't have did that. That's the love of God in your life to, to purify you, to protect you, and to create in you something that's worthy and pleasing of God. You can write in notes like this too. Conviction draws us to God. Condemnation pushes us away from God. So there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction will draw you to God. When you feel that conviction of the Holy Spirit, 
it causes you to go to God in repentance and humility saying, God, I know I messed up. I know I made a mistake. You're, you're bringing it to him. But when the enemy comes with condemnation, that's pushing me away from God. That's that thing that says, oh, well, I'm not worthy to come to God. I, you know, I should just quit going to church. You know, I should know to go to next steps because I'm just a screw up. No, 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 no. That's not God. That's the enemy. And listen, I would rather have the conviction of the Holy Spirit rather than the accusation of the enemy. Because the enemy will accuse you all day long. The enemy will throw stones at you all day long. The enemy will try to remind you of who you used to be. But Holy Spirit, when he convicts you, he's reminding you of who you're going to be. He's showing you your plans. He's showing you your purpose. He's leading you and he's guiding you. Now, there's a couple different ways that Holy Spirit does that in our life. The first way that Holy that, that conviction is manifested in our life is that Holy, I'm sorry, his conviction protects us. You can write it in your notes. His conviction protects us. I, I love this element about walking with the Holy Spirit because in this place, we are called, as the Bible talks about, we are called to be led by the Spirit. And you can write it in your notes like this. Discernment is like an inner GPS that tells us which way to go in order to stay on the path. Being led by the Spirit is, is what, we like to, uh, what the Bible talks about, the discernment, the gift of discernment that Holy Spirit gives us to lead us, to guide us, to help us. And just like your GPS, it helps you stay on the right path. Now, let me do a quick poll to, to really bring some unity to us. Let me ask you the hard question. Apple Maps or Google Maps? Raise your hands if you're an Apple Maps person. Raise your hands if you're a Google Maps person. Yeah, yeah. Listen, just download it and try it. You won't go back. You know, I, I, me and Siri broke up a while ago because she was leading me down the wrong path. That will preach to some of y'all up in here. And she was leading me down the wrong path because, you know, I, I, I like put an address in and she'd be like, turn west. I'm like, Siri, I am not Lewis and Clark. I do not know which way west is. I, oh, okay, so let me pull out my compass. Oh, gee, I left it back at home with my other camping equipment. You know, actually, I can just chart the stars. You know, like, I don't know which way west is. But, you know, we're, we're very blessed as, as a generation because, you know, growing up, I had to do this really, you know, is really primitive, but I had to go to this website called MapQuest. And it would print off like 70 sheets of paper. You know, remember your little janker, janker, janky printer would be like smoking and be like, help. You'd have to change the ink out in it. Then you'd be driving down the road and you'd have to be like, oh my goodness, which way do I turn? I'd be like 400 feet. I don't know how much 400 feet is, which way do I turn? You know what I'm saying? But listen, the generation before us, they had to do crazy stuff like learn the names of the roads. Like my dad, when he gives me directions, he's like, now listen, you got to drive 75 miles on, on I-45 North, then take a left on County, High, County Highway 79, Chapter 4, Verse 13, and then you got to, I'm like, I don't know. Listen, they just need to take on down all road signs because we do not use them anymore. Amen? But like the, the, this Holy Spirit discernment, this GPS will lead us and guide us and protect us in order to keep us on the right path. Can I tell you that Holy Spirit will do this in your life? When Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he said this. 
when you pray, pray. Lead me not into temptation. I love that. Lead me not into temptation. That shows me that the Holy Spirit in my life will show me which way I need to go to stay away from sin in our lives. He'll say, hey, hey, don't do this. He'll, you know, I've heard it referred to as like a check in your spirit. Like, ooh, ooh, don't go there. Hey, hey, don't say that. Hey, distance yourself from that person because they're harming you. They're toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're at, you know, if you're at work and that girl keeps on laughing at your jokes and you're a married man, can I tell you, you're not that funny? (laughs) She's flirting with you and you need to run? Amen? Ladies, if that creeper dude keeps on coming into your office and flirting with you, even though the picture of you and your husband's on your desk... Give him the finger. No, not that finger. The ring finger. Show him the rock. Be like, honey, I'm married. Get up out my office. You're only allowed to email me from now on, you sketchy creeper. He'll lead you, man. I'm telling you. As we walk with the Holy Spirit and we become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will show you what path to go on and what path not to go on. He will protect you spiritually. He will keep you safe, and he will keep you guarded. The, the second thing that happens that the Holy Spirit will do concerning conviction is this. His conviction purifies us. His conviction purifies us. This is what Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now, that that verse leads me to ask this question. Whenever I've read this, I've always asked this question after reading it. Okay. God, if you know all my junk, how many of you know God knows your junk? (laughs) You're not fooling nobody. You you might can fool people. You can't fool him. It's easy to walk into church and be like, well, bless God, brother. I'm blessed and highly favored, above only and not beneath, the head and not the tail. Praise God. Give me a donut. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then go out and just cry in your car. We're better actors than we think. Amen? It's easy to fool people, but we can't fool God. He sees everything. So I have to ask myself this question. Okay, if God sees all my issues and God wants me to not have those issues, can't he just be like, Abracadabra, you're perfect. Wouldn't that be easy? Wouldn't that be cool that's part of our Next Steps program? Like, go to Next Steps and it'll be perfect in 30 minutes. <laughs> you didn't need to go to Next Steps. It'll help you get there. But there's not just a magical snap of the finger that God does. Just wave his hand over you and boom, you're perfect. No, 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 no. Why? Listen, if you're sick, just because you're sick doesn't mean the doctor is going to work on you. Just because you're sick, just because you have a broken bone, does not mean the doctor's magically going to come and fix you. No, you've got to be surrendered and willing for the doctor to work on you. And can we just be real? I'm sorry if there's any doctors in the room. I'm so sorry. We love you. We really do. We like you with your white jacket and the neck thing. That's really cool. But going to the doctor is so uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else? Like, you go in, they have this, like, table, 
with paper on it. No one knows why there's paper on it. You, that ain't protecting us from no germs. You know it's the truth. It's like, am I supposed to color on it? Like, what is this? And then you go in, and then they, they get those creepy gloves out. Like, pop, pop. And you tell them your symptoms, and they're like, hmm, yeah. I'm going to give you a shot. It's like, eh. It's like their knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, okay, shot. Hey, let's get the shots in here. And listen, I'm a grown man. I'm 29 years old. But whenever they bring the needles in, I always get nervous. I'm like, like I wish my mom was there. I was like, man. Like, Sir, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Just dusty in here. I, you, you say, no, man. I'm, no, when they bring it out, you get nervous. And then when they, you know, they're like shooting it up in the air, and it's like, man, I'm going to die. <laughs> Could you find a smaller needle? Is there no, like, medicine? This is 2000. Is there, like, a pill I can take or something? No, this is faster. No, this is faster. Shut up. Just give me the pill. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. But, church, I want you to hear me this. I would rather have momentary discomfort than a lifetime of pain. Listen. Them treating me, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. But how many of you know that the issues that we ignore will grow into something more severe? Listen, and whatever you conceal, God cannot heal. Imagine if you were to cut your leg. I don't know, windsurfing or something people in Tampa do. I'm joking. Let you cut yourself, and you're just like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Time goes on, and it's not healing. It's still not healing. It's still not healing. What's going to happen? It's going to get infected. And what started off as something that was an easy fix has now grown into something that's dangerous. Listen, I've talked to people before who they literally, who, who they had a, a moral failure in ministry. They, they, they cheated on their spouse. They had an, uh, committed adultery. And they told me, I remember the exact moment I had the thought. Listen, and I tell you that your thoughts, if they're not taken care of, I know it might seem something small and petty, but the enemy that we battle against is patient. He will sow a seed in your thought life that will not grow for years. If you do not take care of it, it will grow into something you can't manage and you can't handle. I'd rather have some moment. I'd rather have Holy Spirit call me out than for me to be in a place of public humiliation. It reminds me, I've been married for six years. Uh, it's a beautiful wife, and we're in love, and we still hold hands. It's amazing. And one great thing about being married is this. I always have someone there to tell me when I have something in my teeth. As if not, I'm just like, hi, hey, everybody, how are you doing? And I just left Chipotle, so I just junk in my teeth. I'm like, hi, hey, everybody. I'm smiling at everybody and their mama, but I just got stuff all up in my teeth. Hi, hey, everybody. She tells me, Jake, you got something right here. And each time she does, I always get embarrassed. I'm like, Ugh, why are you telling me that all the time, baby? Come on. I'm like digging it out, and I realize she's telling me that because she loves me, even though it's embarrassing, even though she's calling me out. She'd rather that happen in secret than me to be embarrassed publicly. 
Can I tell you, Holy Spirit will do that to save you from a public embarrassment? He will confront those issues, the things we don't see. And I want to drive this home really and really paint a good picture. You know, I have someone that's going to help me today. Uh, His name's Randall. Randall, do you mind coming up on the stage for me real quick? Um, Y'all recognize Randall. You've probably seen him around here before. Um, He's been coming to Radiant for a while. It's your boy, Randall. (laughs) Y'all remember playing this game? You know, and you'd have the little tweezers, and you'd go to get it out, and it'd be like, and his nose would light up. I'm sorry you've seen a grown man who's overweight in his underwear up here. I'm sorry. Some of you are like, oh, my goodness. Like, What I found is that Holy Spirit, when it comes to things in our lives, in order to get stuff out, listen, can I tell you, it's going to be uncomfortable. Can I get a witness from anybody in here? Have you ever been just good and convicted? Like, man, I feel terrible. Wow. Man. And Holy Spirit, this is what happens. I don't have tweezers. I, have, I had to get like to size, you know? And what will happen, Holy Spirit? Like you'll just be like living your life. You'll be in worship singing like, every little thing's going to be all right. You know, like every little thing's going to be. You'll be singing or whatever. You'll be driving to work. Everything will be good. And all, the whole, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit will be like, hey, um, ooh, I... Randall, I see something. Can I, um, I just got to point this out. And he like, ooh, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, the whole time it hurts, like, eh, eh, <laughs> And Holy Spirit, like, ooh, what, what, what's that? Oh, my goodness. What? Ooh. You got some gossip in your life, Randall. Like, you know, re- remember what Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. And, and your speech is actually tearing down more people than it is actually building people up. Because how many of you know it's a lot easier to tear down than it is to build up? And there's been times in my life the Holy Spirit will step in and he'll say, don't say it. Come on, some of us need that. Like, I'd go to say something, and I'd bet, hey, man, did you hear about climate change? It's just crazy, bro. It's hot up in here, and it's not just because I'm wearing a sweater in Florida. It's climate change, penguins and stuff, dude. And I'm like, man, Holy Spirit steps in and literally will say, don't say another word. We need to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit to where he's constantly protecting us from going out. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be known as the gossiper. Listen, if that person talks to you about other people, they talk about you to other people. And we all have those people in our life that we distance ourselves from. And if you don't have that person, that person might be you. We've got to guard our mouths and Holy Spirit will help us do that. And then you'll be like, oh, that was good. I'm so glad I got gossip dealt with. And he'll be like, all of a sudden you'll hear. Dan, <laughs> it's like a horror movie. Like, wee, wee, wee. The Holy Spirit will come and be like, ooh, hey, I, I'm sorry, but what we, oh, I got something. Eh, eh, I got something right here. Oh, let, let's see. Let's see what we got right here, Randall. Ooh. 
the lurst. That's how we call it in Alabama, lurst. <laughs> and Holy Spirit will say, you know, you'll be at the beach and there'll be a girl running on the beach like slow motion Baywatch. And it's like, why are you running that slow anyway? You're weird. And they're like, Ugh. and your flesh will say, take another look. But God will say, do you not remember Matthew 5, 27, how it says, if you even so much as look after another woman to lust for her, it's the same as committing adultery. Guard them eyes, homie. <laughs> Amen. Ladies, you might be in Buddy Brew in Hyde Park, and some dude comes walking in in tight Lululemon shorts. Yeah, I just got done doing leg day. It was pretty, it was pretty sweet. Squatted like a thousand pounds is not a big deal. I could do more. And they're like flexing their quads, like they have one of those weird cut-off sleeve tank tops that go all the way down here. It's like, why are you even wearing a shirt? What are you doing? They have like long hair. Ladies, don't fall for it. Guard them eyes. Get thee behind me with your Lululemon and your long hair. <laughs> because what might seem innocent as a thought could grow into something bigger. So I, I, I battle those things. I, do, I don't let it come in. I immediately take captive of it and I push it away. And Holy Spirit will say, well, you know, there's, there's something else. There's one more little thing. Oh, what we got right here. Ooh. Ah, yeah, this one. I know not a lot of people talk about this. You know, it might not be a quote-unquote big sin, but can I tell you there's no such thing as big sins or little sins? Sin is sin. It's like, oh, you got a little envy in you. Oh, that's a hard one. Everybody's like, I don't deal with envy. It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's like, you know, your best friend Trisha just bought that brand new house. And they got the kitchen you dreamed of. It looks like Joanna Gaines walked up in that place. <laughs> and they're like, you're there and you're like, oh, I love your house. And you're looking for a candle to kick over so it burns down. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so sorry. It fell in your shack carpet. Now the house is, oh, I'm so sorry. Because your house has leaky faucets and the hot, hot water heater just went out. That's envy. Envy is when we're not able to celebrate other people's victories. And listen, today, I, I know it's been funny. I know we've been talking about some real stuff, but I, I believe that as we're even talking, you felt those things in our life that you looked over that Holy Spirit's actually pulling the curtain back on saying, no, 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 let's talk about it. No more hiding it. No more concealing it. And I'm reminded of the story of David. Because your, your thing might be like, oh, okay, I'm called to be holy, like, there's issues, man. Listen, all of us, we've got real. Everybody in this room's got issues. Everybody has stuff in this room that Holy Spirit wants to put his finger on and say, hey, you got to deal with that. What, 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 what do I do about it? You can write this last thing in your notes. How do we fix this? It's simple. Repent. Repent. I know that might be a hard word. You know, people are like, oh, repentance. No, no, no. Repentance is an amazing thing. When we can come to God and say, God, I'm sorry. Repentance means to change the way you think, to turn and go in the opposite direction. And I'm reminded of David in Psalm 51. The Bible says that David, you know, in, in Scripture, he had a 
terrible failure. He committed adultery with a woman named Bathsheba. She got pregnant from that mistake. So he kills her husband. He sets it up for her husband to be killed in battle. God calls him out. God highlights that sin. And he writes this psalm in Psalm 51. I encourage you to go read it later. But this is what he says. I'm going to read verse 10. He's repenting. He says, God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Listen, at the end of the day, those areas in my life, I look at them like this. I don't want anything to keep me from knowing who God is. I don't want anything to keep me from pleasing God, from walking with God, from knowing Him. And those sins in our life are keeping us from walking in the fullness of the calling of God on our life. I want to tell you today, church, sin will never fulfill you. I want to tell you today, those things, those hidden thoughts, those hidden motives, those things in your life will never fulfill you. But we don't serve an angry father. We serve a good, good God who's here today. He's in this room, and he's willing and ready to forgive you of your sins, to make you a new creation right here and right now. We don't have to hide away in fear. We can come to him in boldness. Right now, all over the room, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here and you say, I need to repent. There's sin in my life. There's sin in my life. It could, be a, it could be a negative thought. It could be a bad attitude. I, whatever it is, Holy Spirit's pricking your heart. Holy Spirit, I pray you would convict us right now. You say, that's me. I want to repent right now. I want to take advantage of this moment. Holy Spirit's in the room. You say, I need to repent of some things. There's some things in my life I want to reveal to God. That's you right now all over the room. Just slip that hand up. Wow, thank you, Lord. Hands are going up all over the room. Hands are going up all over the room. You're saying, right now in this moment, I want to make things right. I want to confess my sin and turn the opposite way. Let's pray this together as a family ready and say, Father, I recognize there's sin in my life. I come to you right now and I repent of my sin. Change me. Make me new so that I can know you. I want to please you, God. Lord, do whatever it takes. I want your conviction. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, right now, would you give God a hand clap of praise all over the room? Hallelujah. Come on, can we give it up for Pastor Jacob? What an incredible, incredible word today. Thank you so much, Pastor Jacob. I have never personally seen anybody teach a sermon on the Holy Spirit using the game of operation. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, hey, listen, we're going to continue worshiping God today with our generosity. And uh, I, I want to take this moment really to just say thank you, Radiant, for your generosity. Thank you so much for being the most generous, life-giving church. Just yesterday, I want to let you know of a story that is only possible because of your consistent giving. Just yesterday, our staff and our team were out in Brandon doing a community event, and we were at a location uh, gas station out there and uh, filling up people's cars with gas, inviting them to church, praying for them. And, and a lady named Elaine got stopped by one of our staff members, and, and she began to talk and tell her story about how just three months ago, she unexpectedly lost her husband. 
And our team, because of your generosity, was able to take a moment, fill their gas up, pray over. And as they began to pray over, they told us that tears just started to well up in her eyes and she started to fall right there because the Holy Spirit started to encourage her right there in that moment, that he wasn't done with her, that he still had a plan with her. Our, st our staff wasn't able to invite her to church, pray over, and she's coming to Radiant Brandon next Sunday. And all of that is possible. All of that's possible because of your generosity. And, and, and what I want to encourage you and what I also want to challenge you with is, is, is that as you're faithful to give to God, he's faithful to use that to make an eternal impact, to change people's lives, to impact people that you may never see, that you may never know, but one day we'll find out in heaven whenever we get to see just where our money's going to. And so I wanna thank you so much for your generosity. So there's actually uh, different ways to give now. We, you can give through the app, our new Radiant Church app, but if you haven't downloaded it, I'll make sure and encourage you to do that. Uh, you can give right here in the service. There's a, a offering envelopes right in the back of the seat. You can also give through text giving or you can give online. So we made it easy for you that way. And so, hey, listen, as you're getting ready to give, let me pray for you and bless you as you do so. God, I thank you so much for your church. I thank you so much for the generosity, for those who are being faithful stewards of what you've given them. Lord, we pray that it would come from an abundance of worship, that it would come from a heart of worship. We thank you, Lord, that we get to serve, that we get to worship you with our tithe and offering, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.